Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Yeah, like the lady said, welcome back to Tech Radio. Love to have you on with me because I'd hate to think I was talking to myself. But so many of you are downloading the show, and I just want to thank you how much I personally appreciate it. Please join me if you ever want to talk on Twitter or Facebook. And when you tweet me during the show live on Saturdays between noon and 2 Pacific, be sure to hashtag Tech Radio so I'll get to see you. Anyway, so I was at an event yesterday called Tech Munch. Sounds good, right? It's a lot of cooking bloggers, and I saw my dear friend Serena Ehrlich there. So I said, Serena, why don't you come on the air with me tomorrow, and let's talk a little bit about blogs. Let's talk about Tech Munch. Let's talk about a lot of things. So let me just tell you about Serena first. She's the founder of the Social Media Club. You may have heard of it. President of the Los Angeles chapter. President... Past president of the National Investor Relations Institute's L.A. and Dallas chapters, a read that she's very smart. So she is a PR professional. She's working for a new company that we're going to hear about. So, uh, that's my introduction. Serena, thank you for joining me today. I am so excited to be here. Uh, I'm ready well, to great. Blogs. Ready to talk blogs. But before that, let's tell, tell some people a little bit about TechMunch that we were at yesterday. Sure. Well, it's uh, TechMunch is put on every year by Bakespace, which is a cooking community, and it's a place where food bloggers can come in and learn really kind of the ins and outs of blogging and tips and tricks and how they can optimize their blogs for absolute, you know, highest traffic, highest, you know, uh, being able to work with brands, kind of how to, how to work with brands, what to look for, what pitfalls to avoid. It was really an amazing one-day conference. Well, you know, I was actually very surprised, I guess because I'm a techie person, that, that when, we were talk, when we were talking to the bloggers, and these are people who are on the web every day and they're posting things on the web, they didn't know little things like the importance of reducing the size of your JPEGs, that people really still have screen load issues. <laughs> Weren't you surprised about some of those things? Absolutely. You know, oh, I apologize. You may be able to hear in the background that the mail has arrived at my house. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was really interesting to hear that just even the basic, you know, things you can do, like adding plugins to your WordPress blog to help you get SEO juice, that some of these things that people just hadn't set up. And the great thing is, is that they're so easy to do is they can walk away from that conference and now know how to do it. Exactly, and that's why it's so important. Actually, that's why I prefer, and I think we talked about this, why I like writing for dummies books more than I like writing the hardcovers because I feel like it reaches a bigger audience you know, of real people who are really trying hard to learn things. Absolutely, you know. absolutely. And, you know, it's amazing that once they have this opportunity to hear, I always say that, that SEO and social media is like learning Greek. The very first time you hear it, it's like a foreign language. But once you hear it again and again, and once you can start seeing how it actually all ties together, it becomes really much easier to understand and put your arms around. Uh, it's just amazing. And it becomes intuitive. Like almost HTML becomes intuitive when you learn that. It's, Absolutely. It's tech, 
Technology is really amazing. So I'd like you to tell everybody first a little bit about Social Media Club because the whole world doesn't know about that. All us techies know about it. What? But let's let's let in the other 68,000 people who listen to this show. <laughs> sure. Well, Social Media Club was founded several years ago by Chris Hewer and Christy Wells. And what they did is they created the association as a way for people to come and learn about social media in an environment where they could really get to understand how, what to do, how to do it, and how to do it ethically. And so they're very committed to the education of social media best practices across the country. And actually, it's now an international association. We have chapters all around the world, all across the United States. And on the website, socialmediaclub.org, you can really download a lot of information on how to optimize a social media program. Really? Uh, and so are there in many cities, how many cities right now have social media clubs? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Don't let Chris know. Ah. I don't know this number. But I'm pretty sure, I know, I'm pretty sure that we're actually in every state, and there's usually one to four chapters in each state. Nice. Um, you know, we, we have one in Los Angeles, and we have one in the San Gabriel Valley that Sally Falco runs. So we have quite a few even locally that people can go and join the, into the monthly meetings. So what, what I'd recommend everybody do is Google Social Media Club and see if there is one close to you and uh, go to a meeting. Uh, generally, they don't cost anything or they're minimal, and you're going to meet a lot of people who are interested in the same things. Yeah, and it's such a great way to really kind of get practical tips and to learn what isn't working. You know, social media is a lot of implementation of things other people have already tried, and you really get a sense of what would work, what doesn't work, and you can walk out of any one of these meetings with just a handful of things to implement. Oh, I have to tell you, I just got a DM from Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, I'm telling her, can I ping you? <laughs> yeah, excuse me, folks. Uh, I just told, I just put her on hold. I said, can I call you back in a half hour? <laughs> uh, I can actually say that would be one call I wouldn't mind if you, you needed to take. Yeah, um, no, it's like everybody is equal. That's part of the social media world, really, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You know, it's it's kind of this idea that, every, and it's funny because it's the only industry out there that I can find where it's just a continual education of the entire industry at the same time. There are so many people trying wonderfully amazing new ideas, and they're just sharing the results and how they did it across, you know, across all industries. But the other you thing know, about it is, is social media is just plumbing for old traditional guerrilla marketing ideas. So some of these ideas, it's the same kind of concepts that people were doing 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's just now they're, work, they're putting them out on the web. Yeah, but, you know, I really feel I really feel the new byword is transparency. And, you know, I was speaking at uh, CES last year, and I got into a rather heated discussion with LeVar Burton on the panel as to would it kill him to follow back people. And that's one of the bywords of my philosophy of social media, and I use in my books, that, you know, you can have a private list on Twitter. You can have your circles. You can speak to your friends all you want. But the bottom line is a celebrity, Piers Morgan retweeted me a couple of weeks ago. And, wow, I felt, you know, like I'd hit the jackpot. And if you're a brand or a celebrity online, I really think it's important to give that. I mean, like people used to collect autographs in the old days. Being followed on Twitter makes somebody feel just a little bit magical. 
And, you know, people have actually turned that into marketing ideas. You know, the 100th person who follows me or retweets this will get a shout-out by Shaq or by someone famous. And, uh, and it's been really successful for brands who do it. But I totally agree with you. And I actually tell bloggers one of the things they should consider when they're working with brands is how they can also, you know, give the brand a shout-out on their Twitter feed, but that they will surprisingly find out the high number of brands that will retweet them back. And exactly. then expose the blogger to the brand's audience. Exactly. And, and that, you know, that is important. But, you know, the follow back and the equality on social media is very important. I, I was flying and I hit my million miles on American Airlines. I said, or I just tweeted out in general, I think on this flight I'm going to hit my million miles on American Air. And they tweeted back to me, we checked your record. Yes, you are. It's this <laughs> flight. <laughs> and you yeah, said that was, that was a little bit of magic. Well, and I love, you know, I do think, and, and I know that you're going to probably agree with me, that uh, industries where you can have real-time interactions like hospitality, uh, travel, where people are actually using this on a daily basis and you can really interact with people as they're in the middle of the experience, social media is just a perfect fit for them. But it's all goes down to customer service, I think, well, for you, a lot of those industries. Well, customer service is my whole other thing, but uh, that's, that's you know, I have wrote a book on that on online customer service. But, you know, I still have, and actually I did try out gating. And gating, for all of you who need to know, is when you go to a Facebook page, and in order to get there, you have to like the people. Um, I have tested this out, and I have found with a couple of different brands, and, you know, speaking to them and getting statistics, that if you don't gate, more people will follow. If you don't make a requirement, so like you said, the next person to do blah, blah, blah gets a tweet out from Shaq, well, big deal. You know, why doesn't Shaq just pick out some people at random who follow him and give him the tweets? Why do the, these brands and celebrities have to require something of people? Uh, if they're giving away something, they can just do a random hit on their followers. Well, you know, you it's know, going to be really interesting with the new Facebook changes because there's a lot of discussions on how brand content now appears in people's streams or will continue to appear. And it will. I think that's really going to make a decision on Facebook of whether brands will continue to do like-gated programs. Exactly. And, you know, I have found, because I do have a fan page as well as a personal page, and in all my books... I always say, yeah, find me on Facebook. I can answer your questions, blah, blah, blah. More people, and now, uh, granted, my readers are regular people. They're regular walking around people who don't have the latest smartphones or something. Uh, they prefer to friend me on my personal page, which I find interesting. Uh, the, the fan page they're a little shy of, and I, I actually used a gate on my fan page when I was giving away a computer for Lenovo and it was interesting when I dropped the gate I got 10 times more entries for the last three days so well, you know they they didn't have to like me but they ended up liking me <laughs> and, and, yeah no I agree you know and, and that goes to the basic premise of user experience is the fewer steps a user has to take to make an action the, the more likely the more users you will get and okay, in case you didn't hear, wait a minute, wait a minute, there's the music, we have to go to break. Serena and I are going to be back in a couple of minutes. So this is Marsha Collier and Serena Ehrlich on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk.
You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It'll improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. The Stem Cell Health Alliance is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the active promotion of the stem cell movement around the world. The Stem Cell Health Alliance, formerly known as the World Stem Cell Foundation, is currently advancing Breakthrough to Independence, an 18-month campaign that's dedicated to helping spinal cord injury patients gain greater independence. Breakthrough to Independence is a pilot program combining physical, cognitive, nutritional, and alternative therapies like massage and acupuncture with stem cell therapy to see if dynamic combination therapy will give spinal cord patients greater independence. Find out more about the Stem Cell Health Alliance and about the breakthrough to independence. See how you can help spinal cord patients gain insight and benefit from this breakthrough research. Just go to StemCellHealthAlliance.org. That's StemCellHealthAlliance.org. Together we can provide hope to those suffering from spinal cord injury. I have some good news for a change. With the stressful times upon us, having a regular glass of wine has proved in many studies to reduce stress. Want some more stress-relieving tips? VinVillage.com is an exciting new social organization connecting wine lovers around the country with an exclusive local and online wine lifestyle experience. Vin Village members can meet others online and in person, attend wine dinners and tastings, participate in forums, blogs, and wikis, purchase limited and exclusive wines, even create your own wine. You heard me, create your own wine. And best yet, membership is free. So reduce some of the stress and have some fun. Join now and connect with thousands of other like-minded wine lovers. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com. That's www.vinvillage.com. Vinvillage is where wine lovers connect. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, it's just Marsha Collier here. Welcome back. Love that you're here with us on Tech Radio. We're talking about all kinds of things. Right now, I have my guest, Serena Ehrlich, and we are talking about social media. We're talking about all kinds of things. Serena, I was doing a bunch of things. What is it we were talking about? <laughs> I think we were talking about basically about social media and about the, uh, the about transparency. We started on that tact, and I think I just That's took it, it right off course. Yeah, and you mentioned something about the new Facebook changes and how it's going to be different for brands. And yet, 
uh, how will Facebook be able to define brands when brands can be people? Yeah, and also what, what are, you know, everybody merged their groups into fan pages because fan pages provided new and different visibility options for brands. Right. And now those fan pages, there's talk about those fan pages won't have the same visibility. For example, a uh, brand's post may not appear in the light of the stream anymore, the activity streams anymore. So it really comes down to what's the interaction opportunities. And then, of course, we're all waiting to see what they're going to be on Google+. Plus. You know, and Mark and I were talking a little bit about Google Plus earlier. Um, and I mentioned my byword, fish where the fish are. If your brand is not a high-tech person, perhaps Google Plus is not the place right now for you. What do you yeah, think? And it, I, I agree. I think that, you know, in, in some ways, the, the, I think the word on the street is, is that baby photos brought the world onto Facebook. And I think it's going to be brands that bring the world into Google Plus. But it's and kittens. <laughs> and kittens. And kittens. Yeah. And, you know, and I wonder what's going to happen. I mean, I think that, you know, Robert Scoble said it best when he said that, uh, you know, Google Plus is going to be a great place to combine artwork with, you know, whether it's multimedia or photos with text. And if the brands can come on Google Plus in a really amazing way where they can really provide value to the user, I think they can bring them over. But I don't really see, um, you know, unless, you know, because I'm like you, I don't really fish on Google Plus because that's not where my fans are. Right, and my exactly. My family. <laughs> <laughs> well, your family is on Facebook, and let's face it, they're number one. Um, but you know, I'm not. I don't feel the Google Plus love. I don't feel. You know, the pull that you feel to go to Twitter or go to Facebook. So it, it might be different for different people. I don't feel that pull with Google Plus. No, I don't feel. I don't feel the same real time feedback or response. You know, Twitter is my education feed. Facebook is my friend feed. And I really haven't determined what Google Plus is. I mean, is it really just a duplication of Twitter? You know, if I'm just sharing the same content on there, then, you know, is that really the, uh, the waste of time or is that really what I should be doing? But I do yeah. think the fact that it's owned by Google, the largest search engine in the world, does mean that we have to pay attention to it. We have to keep an eye out to see what the use is going to be. You know, the people at Google, like you say, they may be the largest search engine in the world, but they're clearly not stupid. <laughs> Um, uh, WordPress has really taken over the blogger's platform, and yet I've been a fan of Blogger, which is Google's platform, and the fact that they've revamped Blogger totally, and if you care to learn what you're doing, <laughs> um, you can go in there. I have customized, I mean, you can even customize your favicon. You can have just the same thing as a WordPress blog in that you can have a vanity URL. And I actually find the blogger platform easier to use because I have both a WordPress blog and a blogger blog. I also use Posterous, which is a, a blog light, as I call it. What do you think? I think that, you know, the harder thing about the blog, about once you go off WordPress, is that for brands, when, and that, bear with me, when brands are looking to partner with blogs, they really want to be able to go into a site like Quantcast or Google um, or uh, Google AdWords or into Compete and see what the traffic is at that blog. And, yeah, but you know, don't you think you can, like especially Google AdWords, don't you think you can do that on the Google platform too? You can on some of them. And other ones, it's really, they'll say that, you know, it's, that no, um, no site's available because it's, because it's really just looking at all of bloggers' platform. 
So I think that that's been an issue, even whether it's real or perceived. I think that's really been a lot of one reason why WordPress has done so well is that they really you're able to get independent traffic figures. Interesting. Uh, I like and I like Tumblr. I mean, it's very interesting to see what the fashion community has done with Tumblr. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and what the metrics are behind that. But it's very interesting as well to see that it's, I think, very very heavy East Coast. That's the other thing yes, I, like I noticed that. You're right. Yeah, it's very, and I love watching those about social media tools to see what part of the country they they grow up in. You know, we were in L.A. I mean, you remember we were talking about Foursquare years ago. <laughs> yeah. And to see it now finally mature as a platform that brands are using, that really came from the East Coast adoption. You know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I just, you know, I remember, like, force-stalking, you know, we were talking about it years ago before, you know, it's good, and it still hasn't really hit mainstream, but it will. But on the other it, hand, things like Tumblr, really heavy East Coast presence and really successful because of it. Well, you know, what I found interesting is I was uh, featured in a New York Times article in the early days of Foursquare, where I didn't check in everywhere, because I think there is still a security issue that people are not ignore that are ignoring, and that's if you say you are somewhere and it is so easy to find someone's address now on the internet, there is a security issue, especially for single people, people who may not have giant security systems like I have. You're you're absolutely right, and you know it's uh, and then the flip side of it. Is we've seen people receive. Okay, we're back. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. We've seen people receive, you know, threatening phone calls, like checking in at restaurants, and then the the restaurateur or the maitre d' coming and saying you have a call, and it being a threat. Like we've seen people literally be stuck to where they are, to the point where it's kind of just known that you'd never check in until you're walking out of a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, it's. it's, uh, Yeah, that's what I said in the article. Sure. Yeah, and so it's just really interesting. But again, brands, especially on the East Coast, are absolutely embracing Foursquare in a lot of programs. Um, and so it's just very interesting, again, to see the adoption coast by coast of what's really, you know, gets hot and what's really popular in one part of the country just hasn't even hit the other part. Well, the, you know, there are great marketing things which we don't have a chance to, we don't have time to talk about, about location-based services and marketing. But I always check into a place before I order my food. Um, I, where was I? I was in Orlando a couple of weeks ago. And before we ordered dinner, we checked in and found with two entrees, we got a bottle of wine value up to $45. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so fabulous. And, it, and what what was even better is we were at a table for eight, so four people checked in, and we didn't need that much wine. So believe it or not, they credited our bill for the extra money. How cool is that? Yeah, that's great, and that's great service. Uh, I mean, that's, just a yeah. shout out, that was Spencer's Steakhouse, which is yeah, a national that's, chain. That's fantastic. I mean, and those are the those are the kind of stories I'd love to see of, of brands really using the, the platforms correctly. Um, it's very funny. I actually checked in at a restaurant downtown, and their competitor had put in a, a tip that said, when you're done having dinner there, come by for dessert. Uh, and I thought that was, you know, very sneaky. Uh, but, you know, you're, you're seeing people do it correctly and badly. But uh, Oh, exactly. And, you know, the thing on Yelp, too, which I personally have a problem with, is if you go to someone's Yelp page, there's going to be ads from their competition. Oh, yeah, right. It's, and that's, you know, and that's the location targeting. Yeah, but, you know, even if you pay, and I kind of feel that people who are paying, businesses who are paying Yelp 
And just so you know, folks, one business can pay Yelp to monitor the page. Um, you still see the ads. I don't think that's really fair. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's just a, it's, they're making money on both ends, and it doesn't really do either company very well. I mean, it's an awareness ploy by the competitor to get in front of their feed, but at the end of the day, you and I are the people looking at it saying, you know, it's kind of stuff. Exactly. exactly. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> suck, suck. You can say. Remember, George Carlin did the uh, list of words that you can't use. Yeah, yeah. So those are the ones we don't use. But oh my God, time has flown by. Serena, thank you. I'm hearing the music. Uh, what's your website, real quick? It's attentionusa.com. And, and that's uh, the board. Follow me on Twitter. I'm just at Serena on Twitter. Thank you, Serena, for joining me. The time like totally flew by. Uh, join us next week, same time, same station, for Computer and Technology Radio. We love to have you. We love talking tech. This is Marsha Collier. Don't tech and, text Computer and drive. Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication. Global food for thought. When it comes to purchasing your next digital camera, there is only one name you need to remember, Canon. Since 1996, Canon has sold more than 100 million compact digital cameras. Their product line covers the gambit from simple to shoot to the camera that the pros use with eye-popping results. For those priceless family shots, Canon is the name you can trust. To check out their entire line, log on to Canon.com. That's the only name you need to know, Canon.com. For the past decade, I've been recommending Kingston for all your drive and memory need. And each year, they never fail to impress me. If you've never used an SSD before, the V-Series might just be the ticket. Let's say you've had that computer for a few years and it's starting to run a little slow. If you're not ready to replace it, Kingston's SSD, now V-Series, solid-state drive can kickstart that old system and make it feel like new. It'll improve performance as boot and shutdown times are reduced and programs open and close faster. In general, the system is snappier. It's like breathing new life into an existing system. If you own a desktop, the 30-gig Kingston V-Series SSD is the perfect companion to that hard drive you have with all that music and movie. Put the operating system on the SSD and keep the data where it's at. Sit back and watch your old desktop operate faster. There's a capacity and a model for everyone wanting to upgrade from a traditional hard drive to a solid-state drive. Check out the Kingston SSD Now V-Series. SSD at www.kingston.com. Thank you for listening to WS Radio. If you are not listening on your smartphone, we have just made it a lot easier with our new WS Radio 2.0 iPhone, BlackBerry, and Android apps. Just search for WS Radio in the iPhone store, BlackBerry, and Android market. They are all free downloads so you can listen live or on demand to your favorite show. For more information, log on to wsradio.com forward slash mobile. That is wsradio.com forward slash mobile. Improve your business today. Learn to do professional email marketing the right way with Captain Email. This is Chris Merch, president of WS Radio. For years, I've helped our WS Radio hosts, advertisers, and sponsors with their email marketing strategies. As a former Marine captain and an email marketing expert, I've created a new free club at CaptainEmail.com. Permission-based email marketing to your current customers with proven strategies to reach new prospects has positively impacted many of the businesses I've worked with. CaptainEmail.com includes resources to start and grow your email list, 
the top 10 email marketing tips, plus a free 60-day trial with no credit card required. From brick-and-mortar businesses to communicating with your Little League team, do email marketing the right way, professionally. How many times have you checked your email today? Log on to CaptainEmail.com, and thanks for listening to WS Radio.